Welcome to the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast, a work of the Southwest Church of Christ in Austin, Texas. We invite you to open your Bibles and follow along with us as we study God's Word together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast, a work of the Southwest Church of Christ in Austin, Texas. I'm Cody Westbrook, your host and preacher for the Southwest Congregation. In our last episode, we began a study of the book of Luke, and we looked at some passages and some points by way of introduction. One of the key passages in the book is Luke 19.10, where Jesus says, The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. Now that passage is short and to the point, but it's very important because it is a statement that has to do with purpose. Jesus is speaking of his reason for coming in that passage, and he says that that reason is to seek and to save. One of the primary themes in Luke, as well as the other gospel accounts, is the fact that Jesus came for the purpose of saving man from sin. As we look at the Old Testament, we find over 300 messianic prophecies or prophecies of the Christ, and those prophecies predict a number of things about Jesus, from his birth to his ministry to his death and suffering to his resurrection and so many other things. But one of the key themes of those prophetic passages, just like the accounts of his life, is the fact that he was coming in order to bring salvation to all. Just one of those many passages is found in Isaiah chapter 49, verses 1 through 9. It is the second of Isaiah's four servant songs. And I want to just read two verses from that to set the context for our study of Luke today. Isaiah 49, verse 5, the Bible says, And now the Lord says, Who formed me from the womb to be his servant. Notice this, To bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel is gathered to him, for I, I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth." The first servant song is in Isaiah chapter 42, and that song essentially says that Jesus, as the servant of Jehovah, will be successful in his task. In this second servant song, what this song tells us is that Jesus came to speak and to save. He will speak God's word, and he will bring salvation. But notice in these two verses... He will bring salvation to Jacob or Israel, and he will also bring salvation to the Gentiles. In other words, Jesus was not coming just to save the children of Israel. Jesus was coming to save everyone, Jew and Gentile, all humanity. Anyone who will submit to him and obey him, he's, he came to save. So it's no surprise then that as we begin a study of the contents of the book of Luke, chapter 1 and chapter 2, the first thing that Luke does is he emphasizes this theme or this uh, message of salvation. In fact, in Luke chapter 1, <clears throat> this chapter pronounces that salvation is coming, and in Luke chapter 2, he announces that salvation is here. Let's look by way of overview at these two chapters and notice how this theme or these themes are brought out in these verses. 
First, in Luke chapter 1, salvation is coming. We have two birth announcements. The first is the birth announcement of John the baptizer, and the second is the birth announcement of Jesus. In Luke chapter 1, verse 5 through verse 25, we read about the birth announcement of Jesus. We are told in Luke uh, Luke 1, verse 5, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So, Zacharias and Elizabeth, the parents of John the baptizer, and as Zacharias, verse 8 through 12, is serving in the temple, An angel appears to him and announces to him that his wife will bear a son and they will call his name John, Luke chapter 1, verse 13. And I want you to begin reading with me in verse 14 through 17 and listen closely to what Zechariah is told as to the mission of the son that will be born to him and Elizabeth. Notice this. And many will have joy and gladness. Many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And listen to this. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord." Now, that's a significant statement about about John for a number of reasons. One, because it tells us probably that he would be uh, of the Nazarite vow that we read about in Numbers chapter 6. But two, because it takes our mind back to the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, where just before God's revelation comes to a close, at the end of the Old Testament period, just before those 300 years of silence between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, God announced to the children of Israel that He would send the prophet Elijah and that the one who would come in the, in the spirit of the prophet of Elijah would be one who would prepare the way for the Lord. And so now, After having not had any revelation from God for a number of years, God speaks to this man, Zacharias, and says, that time is now. The time that the prophets were looking forward to when the forerunner to Christ would come to prepare the way for Christ, that time is now, and you and your wife will give birth to that forerunner. His name will be John. And so, in the next section then, verses 26 through 38, we have not the announcement of the forerunner, but the announcement of the one who would bring salvation. John's role was to prepare. Jesus' role was to bring. So in verse 26, we read about the angel Gabriel being sent by God to a city of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and her name was Mary. And here's what, she is, uh, here's what she is told in verse number 31 through 33. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Highest. 
and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Salvation is coming. John is coming to prepare the way. Jesus is coming to make it a reality. Notice in verse 32 and 33 some of the descriptive terms that are used to describe Jesus. He will be the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. That harkens back to Old Testament prophecy, such as 2 Samuel chapter 7, when God promised David that he would raise up of his seed one who would sit on his throne and that he would reign on his throne over his kingdom forever. It reminds us of Genesis chapter 49 and verse 10, where the Bible tells us, speaking of Jesus prophetically, that the scepter would not depart from Judah, nor lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh would come. The word Shiloh means the bringer of peace. You see, those two passages are two passages that speak to the fact that Jesus was going to come and rule as king of the seed or of the line of David. And so now the angel is confirming to Mary the one whom the prophets foretold, he's coming. The time is now, the time is here, and you will give birth to him. And if we combine what Matthew's account tells us in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the angel adds, and he will save his people from their sins. So salvation is coming. John will prepare, Jesus will bring. And now the rest of Luke chapter 1 is dedicated to the reaction, uh, the reaction to these two birth announcements. You see, in Luke chapter 1, verse 39 and following, Mary goes to visit, uh, Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. And when she arrives, the Bible says that, that Mary begins to sing a song. Luke chapter 1, verse 46 and following. And I want you to notice what she says in this song and how many times in this song reference is made to the coming of salvation. My soul magnifies the Lord, she says. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. Notice, his mercy is on those who fear him, verse number 50. He has shown strength with his arm, verse number 51. He has put down the mighty and exalted the lowly, verse 52. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty, verse 53. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy and has spoken to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever, verse 54 and 55. Notice the emphasis on God's power and God's mercy and God's fulfillment of his promises to save. And then John is born in verse 57 and 58. He is circumcised in verse 59 through 68. And then his father, Zacharias, filled with the Spirit, prophesies, saying this, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, listen to this, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all those who hate us. Look at verse 76. As he speaks of now his son, you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. 
What's the emphasis of Luke chapter 1? Salvation is coming. John is coming, and John's role will be to prepare the way of salvation. Jesus is coming, and Jesus' role will be to provide salvation. And all of this, all of this, in uh, consistent harmony with everything that God has revealed through the years, through the mouth or by the mouth of his prophets. It was a wonderful and exciting time and a reason to rejoice. Salvation is coming. Now we we transition to Luke chapter 2, and the point of this chapter is salvation is here. In Luke chapter 2, Jesus is born. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And then in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 and following, we begin to see the reaction. We read, for example, in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, about the shepherds out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. And the announcement that is made to them by the angel in verse number 11, For there is born to you this day in the city of David, notice this, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The Savior is not coming. The Savior is here. The Savior has been born. And so therefore, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Verse 14. Then in the next section, verses 15, uh, verses 15 through 20, we read about the shepherds traveling to Bethlehem in order to see the, new, the, 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 the Savior who had been born. And the Bible tells us that when they came, that they made known widely the saying that was told to them, hearkening back to verse number 11. And in verse number 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and they had seen. And then in the remainder of the chapter, we begin reading about some events that transpire in Jesus' childhood. The Bible tells us that he of his circumcision, verse number 21, of his presentation in the temple, verse 22 through 24, and then in verse 25 and following, we've, we see some, some uh, pictures, if you will, of some events that happen in his life that confirm this is the Savior. This is the one of whom the prophets have foretold. This is the Son of God who has come to make salvation a reality. In verse 25 uh, through 35, we read about a man named Simeon. The Bible says that this man, Simeon, was a just and devout man, that he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple while Jesus was there being presented. And when the parents brought the child Jesus in to do for him according to the custom of the law, He took him up in his arms, and he blessed God, and he said this, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Listen to this. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the prophets, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Likely, Simeon is referencing Isaiah 49 which we began our study by reading a moment or two ago, and also Isaiah 42, the two servant songs. He's coming to bring salvation to Israel and to all people. He is coming as a light, and he will be successful in his task. And Simeon says, the day is not coming, the day is here. And Simeon says, Lord, you have blessed me because I have seen the Savior. 
We see another example in Acts, excuse me, Luke chapter 2, verse 36 through 38. We read about one whose name was Anna, and she's a prophetess. And the Bible says uh, that she, uh, in verse number 38, came coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Israel. Redemption. Redemption has to do with uh, being bought back or being purchased back. Redemption is uh, a word that has to do with salvation. And the reason why Anna, like Simeon, is speaking of him to those who look for redemption in Israel is because she, like Simeon, recognizes salvation is not coming. Salvation is here. One last picture that Luke, by inspiration, presents to us, a snapshot of the uh, childhood of Jesus, one that is well known in verse 41 through the end of the chapter, where the Bible tells us that Jesus and his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover feast, and when his parents left, they realized that he wasn't with them. And so they returned and they found him in the temple. And Jesus makes the statement, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they didn't understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them, and he came to Nazareth, and he was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in their heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Three pictures. Simeon, Anna, and Jesus as a child. Three pictures that emphasize salvation is not coming, salvation is here. And this will transition into the next chapter, John chapter 3, where now we will learn that salvation is coming, salvation is here, and salvation is proclaimed. Luke chapter 3 will record for us the beginning of the ministry of Jesus in which Jesus will stand in the synagogue in his own hometown. He will quote from the prophet Isaiah and he will say, Isaiah was speaking of me and the time is now. So then as we think about Luke 1 and 2, salvation is coming, Luke 1, salvation is here, Luke 2. We recognize that Jesus is the Son of God. We recognize that Jesus is the promised Messiah. We recognize that Jesus came to bring salvation to all. And then, of course, by way of application, we have to recognize our relation to Him, our response to Him. And our response is, similar to that of Simeon and Anna, our response is that we must humble ourselves before Him, recognize that He is the Savior of the world, and obey Him. Because Jesus came, the Bible says, Jesus came to bring salvation, to be the author of salvation, the author of eternal life, unto all those who obey Him. So Jesus came to bring salvation, but Jesus came to bring salvation to those who respond to that invitation. We respond to that invitation, of course, by believing in His deity, John 8, verse 24, by repenting of our sins, Acts 3, verse 19, by confessing our faith, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, by being baptized in water for the forgiveness of our sins, Acts 2, verse 38, so that God will then add us to the church, Acts 2, verse 47, and then we live a faithful life of service to His cause, Revelation 2, verse 10. That's the end of our study for this episode. As always, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen and the time to study God's Word with us. We invite you to visit us at the Southwest Church of Christ whenever you're in the Austin area, 
And at any time, you can visit our website, www.swcfc.org. And on that website, you can find archived episodes of the podcast, as well as sermons from the congregation, articles, and many other resources that will help you in your study of God's Word. Thank you again for listening and for studying with us. We hope that you will continue to join us on this podcast as we open up the Bible and study more of the wonderful Word of Life. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast. Please visit our website at swcofc.org for more information about the Southwest Church of Christ. And if you're in the Austin area, please come and visit with us. Thank you for listening, and please join us again as we open up our Bibles and study more of the wonderful Word of Life.